Have you ever wondered if you could make a difference? This podcast brings you inspirational people who are making a tremendous difference. We will also be talking to experts in the field of creating the mindset you need so that nothing holds you back from making your vision a reality right now. Welcome to the Game Changers Podcast. And now, here's your host, Michelle Dutro. Hello and welcome everybody to this week's Game Changer Podcast. My name is Michelle Dutro. I am your host and I am uniquely thrilled today to be bringing you my guest because this is in fact my very first podcast guest ever. Yes, that's right. Cole Hatter was my uh, very first person. And as much as I would love to say, hey, rush right back and listen to that, as you can imagine, my first uh, recording did not exactly go as planned. I had feedback in my ears, so I was hearing myself repeat everything I said. It was incredibly distracting. Cole was amazingly um, kind throughout the whole thing, putting up with me. But nonetheless, a uh, hundred episodes later, this should go much better. But that said, before I bring him to you, let me give you a little bit of an update as to the impact Mr. Cole Hatter has had on my life, some of which he knows, some of which he doesn't know. But here we go. Why I am bringing him back and why this is so important, if you did catch any of my social media marketing that you're going to be bombarded with uh, for the next several weeks regarding his second Thrive Conference, uh, get ready for it. But we're going to talk about this next Thrive Conference coming up and why I personally think you should attend and like I said, the impact that he has had on my life. And here's just some of the snippets of what happens when you put yourself in the right place around the right people at the right time. So as I said, he was my first guest. I can promise you I never would have launched when I did if it wasn't for this because I had to get this first podcast out in time for the first Thrive Conference. So it shoved me to get this thing done or who knows, <clears throat> who knows, even by now I might not have ever launched. So that said, he was my first guest because of him and a Thrive attendee. My fourth guest was Bob McIntosh, um, which you may know as uh, done is better than perfect. My 17th podcast was no other than his mother, Marta Hatter, on relationships in the holidays. Love her. You should probably go back and check that out, especially because we're coming back up into the holidays again. Episode 31, Exchange Fear for Love, Mr. PJ Dixon, another Thrive attendee. Episode 59, Taking Risks, Price Donaldson, his fearless uh, assistant, was actually a guest of mine. Episode 88, getting results with Amanda and Nicholas Barely, two whiz kids in the fitness and motivational world. They are absolutely amazing. If you haven't checked that episode out, you should. Episode 90, this one is the one he may not know about, creating your own Knights of the Roundtable. Featured uh, on that as I talked about what it takes to create really great people to surround yourself with. His lovely and charming wife came over um, to help me out with a book that I'm working on, Sonia. She's one of my knights or ladies of the round table. So there we go again. 102 episode you're listening to right now is Cole. And then next Monday is Mr. Rich Burkini, another Thrive person. So listen. If it hasn't hit you yet, a lot of my podcasts have been filled with people solely from this um, this event that we're going to be talking about. Further, since then, uh, from knowing him, his realtor helped me find the place I'm living in now down in Southern California. So if he hasn't just helped me out professionally with my podcast, I can assure you I've infiltrated his life enough and kind of taken over everybody that he knows such that it really has helped me personally immensely as well. So if you are at all on the fence and thinking, 
Is this an event that I would invest in? Is, is this something that I should be doing for my growth? I hope that this is enough of a background to say this can be life-changing. It was for me. I know it will be. I can't wait to go back again. The dates uh, for this event are October 28th through 30th at the Hyatt Hotel in San Diego. We're going to get into a few more of those details as we uh, start. But with that, Mr. Cole Hatter, let me bring you on. Thank you and uh, welcome to the show. Holy cow, quite the introduction. I'm listening to all your podcasts. So I'm like, man, this is, you definitely capitalized on the friendships that you've made. That's really cool. Yeah. And, uh, well, they're amazing people, right? I mean, truly. Oh, totally. But that, wow. So, all right. Well, I've got to make sure I bring my A game because if anyone's <laughs> listening to that, I've, I've can definitely say that is by far the most thorough and humbling introduction I've ever had before. So it has been my pleasure to get to know you this last basically year. Exactly. It was probably about this time last year. We did that first podcast and um, just thank you again for having me on your show. And uh, these are the conversations. So not to just dive right in, but uh, you know, every business is challenging. Planning events is no different. And I just got done in an hour strategy session with actually one of the speakers of Thrive, my wife, who's my business partner in Thrive and myself. And we are handling some big stressors right now. And literally that's one of those moments where you ask yourself, why do I even do this stuff? And then to leave that conversation, that's a bit frustrating with just some of the uh, I guess you'd call it drama and, and stresses around the business to hear that makes it all worth it. So that's just fantastic. So it couldn't have been better timing. Thank you for that. Um, because now I'm all inspired. I'm like, screw challenges, bring them on. Yeah. You know? so. Right. That's exactly it. So, so that said, and, and I do mean everything I said, obviously I can't lie. You can go to iTunes right now and scroll back through every one of those episodes I just named. And I, I could reach out to any one of these people and get help or support from any one of them. It really is that kind of a group. And I am the biggest believer, not only of mentorship, but you truly are the sum of the people you serve around yourself with. So this group, this event is absolutely that. I, I am the biggest supporter of it and will be supporting this all through the rest of September and October up until the day this thing launches. So backing this whole train up a little bit for those people that maybe are new to the podcast and haven't heard any of those or never caught our first uh, episode together, for those people just listening going, wow, a lot, of, a lot of energy and a lot of drive here. What in the world are they talking about? And further... Why would you take on? Not only there's a stressor, you now have baby number two in your life. Back in the day, it was just baby one. Now you've got two little kids in the house. You're doing this again. But before you get into why you would do this event all over, back us all up to what your why is for what Thrive is even about, why you even had this vision, and why this matters so much to you. Cool. Yeah, I'll take it 10,000 foot because that right there could be a two day story and then we can dive as deep in any part of it as you want. But um, originally a firefighter, which is why you and I connect at a high level because we have that brother slash sisterhood there. Yep. Um, I was in a car accident that put me in a wheelchair and had to learn to walk again, had a brain injury, wasn't sure if I'd physically be able to be a firefighter or not, became an entrepreneur because I had to be able to financially provide for myself, did very well for a number of years in my early through mid 20s got my butt kicked in the recession because I was only making money in real estate. When I say I was an entrepreneur, I was buying, fixing and selling houses. I was an investor. And when the recession came and every dollar I made was dependent on real estate, when the real estate collapsed and the economy collapsed, I didn't go through bankruptcies and foreclosures and all that, but I had to sell everything I owned and literally live, live off of for the whole year, what I used to be making every closing. Um, and so 
I actually spent a season down in Mexico working full time for a nonprofit. I volunteered for seven months. And while I was down there completely broke, this is like about 26 years old now, I looked back from 21 to 25 and all the money I'd made and all the success I'd have. And I spent it all, you know, I tithed at church and did that stuff, but every dollar beyond what I felt obligated to do based on my faith, I spent, I was an, I, by my 26th birthday, I'd purchased three different Escalades cause one's not enough, right? Put like five TVs in them. Cause you need one in every headrest and the drop down, right? right? Had wakeboard boats and all that crap. And while I was in Mexico, seeing how such little bit that I had left could go so far, I ended up starting an orphanage down there and like $40 a week would completely feed my 23 orphans. I looked back at all the hundreds of thousands of dollars I'd spent on fun. And I said, you know what? That was fun, but it's over. And now I have nothing to show for it. If only I had done meaningful things with my money while I had it, even if the day came like today that it was all gone, at least I'd have something to show for the success, something to show for the effort and not just pictures on my Facebook profile. And so I said, when I get back on my feet financially, move back to America after I'm done serving and get back to business, I'm going to be more ambitious to do better financially than I ever have. But this time around, I'm going to make my money matter. And that's what I did. Came home, made millions of dollars and uh, started sharing that on podcasts like this and on interviews and spreading the word of, Hey, everybody, you know, try to see how you can make your money matter, uh, in whatever that looks like to you. And we can dive deeper into what that is. And it evolved into an event. I realized my sphere of influence, like you said, change. You said something earlier about we are who, the average of who we spend our time with. That's a quote from Jim Rohn. And I looked around and all of a sudden, as I became more successful, I had these really successful friends. So I reached out to about 10 of them and said, are you guys, if I threw a conference, would you come and speak? They said, yes. And then through them, you know, being one person removed, we got huge people to come and speak like Robert Hershevik and Gary Vaynerchuk last year. And it became an event. And what we did was we taught people how to freaking kill it in business from some of the smartest, brightest minds in the world. Some of the most successful entrepreneurs that have ever walked this earth were all there teaching while wrapping the whole thing up as, okay, cool. You're now have been given the skill sets to do well in business in today's economy, how to thrive in your business. But let's remember, there's no amount of cars or square footage in a house that's gonna fulfill you. No one's purpose on earth is to just make money. Some of our skill sets allow us to make money, but then you have to align it with your purpose of making money matter. And uh, it was gonna be a one-off event, but we enjoyed it so much, we decided to do it another time, which is what we're talking about now. So that is the cliff note version of about 11 years of my life, of making money, losing it all, saying, huh, when I make it again, I'm going to make it matter. Making it back times times a ton. I've made way more money in this second season of life than I did in the first. And uh, although I have a great house, great cars, and a great life, I am by far the happiest in how I use my money in meaningful ways. And uh, so that's that's the premise that built Thrive. So we are going to break this down because there's a lot of things obviously in here that are a really big deal. And one that I do want you to speak to, and I'm sure this isn't going to be easy, but it really is incredibly impactful. And it's what you talked about at the end of last Thrive Conference. And I know that there maybe are people listening saying right now, I, I guarantee you there's people listening saying, well, that's really fantastic for both of you that, uh, you know, that we should all go out and do great things with my, you know, our lives. If we have money, go ahead and use it. But, you know, right now I'm struggling. And right now, I don't even know that I could afford to buy a plane ticket or gas money to get to San Diego. And, and we all know that there's people in the entire gamut and sphere of financial challenge. So at some point, though, you have to have a big enough why 
that you will literally make anything happen. The thing that really stayed with me out of that last conference, and you're right, there were amazing speakers, amazing people that were there. And to your point, I capitalized on a lot of them. But with that, the thing that stayed with me the most was when you were sitting on the stage at the very end of the whole conference, and you talked about something that had happened with your very best friend. I believe it was your very best friend. And you don't have to go into extreme detail, but for those people listening that when you get a reality check in life of what matters and how short and precious life is, and there's something that happened in your life that I do want you to touch on, because that's kind of a reality check right now for people to have a little bit of a reminder of, we only have one life and you don't have any guarantee as to how long it's going to be. And I pray that anybody listening isn't in a place right now that they are unfortunately reminded through loss of somebody that means something to you to realize that while you're here right now, do something significant. And sometimes that means investing enough in yourself to put yourself in a place to be able to give back in a significant way or do something to honor another person who's no longer here so that through your great work, you're honoring them. And maybe that's a level of greatness that you can achieve. So bring this down to the human level for us of what happened to you back in the day that made you say, I am going to make my life matter. Yeah. So back to that car accident, I wasn't the only passenger or the only person in the car. Like you said, I had two best friends in the car, Steve, who was like a brother to me. He and I grew up together and Matt, who was our mutual best friend. And we got into a rollover car accident where Steve and I were ejected. Matt was not. Matt had to be rushed to the hospital in an ambulance. Steve and I had to be carried to the hospital in a helicopter because we were not doing well. And, uh, you know, again, my injuries were a traumatic brain injury. I had a, uh, so much swelling, like a spinal contusion. My legs didn't work. I had to learn to walk again. I had, uh, flying out of a car at 80 miles an hour. You do more than get a scratch. I left a lot of skin on the pavement. And so they actually had to treat me as like a burn victim just because of how much road rash I had. And so bottom line was I barely survived. Steve didn't. And what's kind of interesting is I don't know when you're going to make this podcast live, but as we are recording this on September 14th and the accident happened on September 9th and Steve passed on September 10th. So this is a serious, very serious season for my family and I, because as of recording this just four days ago is the anniversary of losing Steve. And so, yeah, the reason I turned towards entrepreneurship and went with the ambition I did and, and the sense of purpose behind it is I know that I'm on borrowed time. Um, you know, that's the beginning of the story. Two months later, I was in another accident with Matt, who is the first survivor of the first accident with Steve. I survived. He didn't. So the three of us get an accident. Matt and I survived. Then Matt and I got in an accident and only I survived. And so I lost the two most important people to me at 21 years old in two accidents that I was in and should not have survived. And so that put me into this place of, you know, trying to figure out what it is I'm supposed to do. And, um, yeah, I went through a really ugly season. So I do want to emphasize it wasn't like the day I got out of the hospital, I just hit the pavement running, went off to become a millionaire. Uh, I went through a very ugly season of, I was on still heavy painkillers, like hydrocoding, like narcotic level prescribed to me, but for my pain act uh, from my car accident. And I was taking handfuls of them and drinking hard alcohol, not, not to try to kill myself, but to knock myself out. Cause I would like sleep 18 hours a day if I took enough pills and drank enough alcohol and I just didn't want to be alive. So I went through a very ugly season. And then the realization I came to is that, you know, I'll have to have that conversation with God when I meet him, but I don't know why I survived and they didn't, but I did. 
and they didn't. And so sitting around taking pills, drinking alcohol and feeling sorry for myself sure as heck isn't doing anything to honor their memories. And I would do anything to get more time with them, but that's not realistic. So what I can do with the time I have is honor them. And so I said that I'm going to push myself towards excellence in everything. I'm going to push myself farther, try more, do more with my talents, every opportunity, every relationship I have to push myself farther so that when I get to see them again, and I will someday, you know, I can say that I made my life matter. And as a as a point of making my life matter and, and getting deep into philanthropy, some with my church, some with just nonprofit humanitarian efforts, I realized how volunteering is the greatest, you know, our time is the greatest asset we have. So volunteering is, is great. Like if you can go down to a soup kitchen, volunteering is great. But what if you had enough money to open a soup kitchen and fund it where volunteers could come? And so I saw a direct connection with wanting to make my life matter to honor Steve and Matt's lives, to try to do enough with my life to have at least been big enough for the three of us, right? Um, and then I also saw a connection with, but wait, instead of just being able to volunteer, I can actually do well enough in business that I can fund these initiatives. And so I started my nonprofit and, and that's basically the premise that I'm on fire for doing as well as I can in business, to live conservatively, to do as well as I can financially, to then fund projects uh, instead of just instead of just volunteering. And that backstory and my lifestyle is, again, kind of the creation of Thrive. And so, you know, I carry the, and I do this on purpose, and some can say, oh, it's not healthy, Cole, you need to let it go. But I I choose to do this, to, to carry, I don't want to say the burden, but the responsibility of, of doing more with my life so that when I see them, I could say, hey, I didn't waste it. You know, I survived, you guys didn't, I don't know why, but all I did was tiptoed through life safely the rest of my life. I never tried anything and just arrived at my grave one day and have nothing to show for it. What a waste. Then I should have been one of the ones that passed and they should still be here. So I just can't. And uh, what I would tell anybody, because all of us go through things, all of us have our story. You know, Michelle, you have your story, I have mine. and All of us have a story. I would say that self-care is important. Uh, you know, there's a season of grieving. Nobody expects anybody to go through whatever the season is in life you're in and recover immediately. But do remember, it's just a season. There's not a day that I don't miss Steve or Matt, especially now on the exact anniversary of losing Steve. And in 62 more days, I don't know that I said that, the accidents were two months apart. 62 days from today will be the anniversary of losing Matt. And so I'm in an ugly season for me and my family. But what I choose to let that mean is that I'm not a victim, that life doesn't hate me or God doesn't hate me or the universe or whatever people believe in doesn't hate me. Life happens and I survived and they didn't. But the I, I don't have a choice in that, but I do have a choice in what I allow it to mean to me and then what I use it to do. And so I let it be a fuel or, or a motivating factor or a why, as you called it, to, to do big things like throw a half a million dollars up to throw an event to teach people that life is precious and to do everything you can with your talents to make as big of a difference as you can in the world. So that's the deeper version. So that said, and this is exactly right, and I appreciate you going into detail of that. And I know this is a difficult time. And like I said, it was, you know, I think for everybody there, probably the most moving um, half hour out of the whole three day event was listening from your heart about that. Why? And everybody has them. And the truth is, you know, if you're not doing whatever it is with your life, it's just because you don't have enough leverage on yourself. You don't have a big enough why. And if you really dig deep and think about what matters to you, I hope that people do that and really consider this conference. So, 
So outside of the why, let's now dive a little bit into your belief around mentorship. Like I said, any one of the people I just rattled off that I've had on this show, I know for a fact, I could pick up the phone and call any one of them if I had a, a question around health and wellness or love or, uh, you know, starting my own business or, you know, gosh, your mom for counseling. There's literally everybody on my list. I could pick up the phone right now and ask them any question. And I know for a fact that they would be there for me. We both strongly believe in mentorship for you in your life and the people that you surround yourself with and being connected, no matter how good you are, right? Michael Jordan still had a coach. Having that in your back pocket, knowing that you're only going to achieve greatness by surrounding yourself with people who are going to push you to be even greater than what you are today, speak to that and the um, importance of investing in yourself to surround yourself with people that are going to make you better. First, let's talk about mentors. I, my mind's flooded with examples. I always speak through stories or illustrations. So let's just look at how a business works. You know, you've got the CEO. They're the person that has to ultimately make the decision and they're the person that ultimately has the responsibility, but they're not the person that has all the jobs. Um, the CEO of every business is not the person doing all the jobs unless they're a solopreneur. And then I would suggest to that person to start scaling and outsourcing, right? And so if I'm the CEO of my real estate business, for instance, I don't have a marketing background. So you know what I should do? Go find someone who's a genius in marketing and uh, online advertising and promotion and Facebooks. I'm, I don't know HTML code, JavaScript. I don't know how to write code for software. I don't know how to retarget and to use pixels. I understand it, but I don't, I don't know how to put up a dark post on Facebook. I just know those terms because my team tells me that's what we need to do. But the person that does that for me is a genius in it and like sees computer screens like it's the matrix. They see the codes, they see all of that. And so to run an effective business, you're not expected to know how to do everything. It's my responsibility. The online marketing's done, but it's not my job to do it. I hired a genius and that's how businesses run. And so mentorship is the exact same way. It would take a lifetime to be an expert in any one thing. And so you can spend that lifetime becoming an expert in your skill set, but you don't get to live again and again and again. You talked about how time is precious earlier, but there are other people that can mentor you that are experts in what it is they do. And so having a mentor is tapping into a lifetime of knowledge of something that you might know little or nothing about and have instant access to everything you need, period. Whatever those questions are, you have that person that's been their life to work to figure it out, right? And so I think that people underestimate mentors. Um, I think that some people have a negative attitude because typically mentors or coaches or whatever it is will charge and people are like, oh, well, so you're charging. Why not just teach me for free? Well, then with that same logic, doctors should operate for you on for free because it's in their head. They know what they're doing, right? Or attorneys should represent you for free. So I think that people might have the wrong mindset if they've never hired a coach or they think, oh, the coach is just trying to charge me money. Well, so is everybody else who has a life's work, like a doctor or an attorney or anyone else who has dedicated their life to serving others in that capacity. So coaches do as well. So number one, that was a long answer of why do I think coaches are important? Because I don't have 50 lifetimes to become an expert in 50 things, but I can have 50 people around me who are experts in those areas that I can just pick up and talk to them. And there's actually a quote from um, Henry Ford. And I'm going to slaughter it. I don't remember it word for word, but back in the day, Henry Ford was actually on trial and they were accusing him of being an idiot, of being incompetent. And with what he was claiming he was going to do to the auto industry of trying to in court, prove him a liar. And he said one of the most powerful things, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to screw this up, but he said, why would I fill my mind with useless data or information when on my desk, 
I have a I have a switchboard of electronic switches that if I could flip any of those switches, someone reports to me to, that has the answer to every question I would ever need. And he basically made the courts look like idiots. He's like, why should I know all this stuff? I could press a button and get any answer I need for engineering or for any of these questions that you're asking me that I can't personally answer. So that's the point of a mentor. You get to tap into an endless amount of knowledge of other people out there. Um, and I think that's important. And then the second question was, why do you think it's important to invest in yourselves? Man, we are the greatest, like it all starts with us. People want to invest in their businesses, but your business won't work well if you're not working well. Or people want like, and I'm not even just talking about business. Like what you said, my mom's a therapist, like investing in a therapist to help you be a better husband, father, a better spouse, a better, whatever it is that you are in your life. Like we only get one shot at this. And why would you ever want to not give life everything you could? There are countless articles of senior citizens being interviewed on what their greatest regrets are. And it's always like, I never pursued my dreams or I never took enough risk or I didn't spend enough time with family. So how many senior citizens are going to get to that place where while some of us who aren't yet seniors can look at their mistakes and say, cool, I want to invest in myself to live life at the highest level. So that was a big rant, but it, you know, I feel strongly about this because I don't have a public or, or a, I guess I would say a, a traditional education. I don't have a degree. You know, I, I graduated high school. I went right into the fire academy. I took fire classes to get my fire science degree and I became a firefighter that ended, you know, and I went to a lot of class. I'm a paramedic. So I've got all my background in medical and all that. But at the same time, I don't have a quote unquote diploma on the wall yet. I still make millions of dollars. And the reason that I've learned how to make millions is because I had millionaires show me how to do it. It's not that complicated. It's not easy. It still takes a lot of work, but it's not complicated. If a multimillionaire shows you what they've done and you do it, you won't have identical results, different skill sets, different work ethics, but similar results, sure. And so I've been mentored by people who make tens of millions and some make hundreds of millions a year. And you know what? It works out that I can make a few million too. And so... I mean, I could go on and on and on too, but uh, I think those are the big reasons is to acknowledge we can't learn everything in our lifetime. So study from people who know things we don't and then investing in yourself is the number one most important thing you can do with any investment of any kind. So, and again, obviously we're very like-minded in this area and I am a big proponent of this. The intro to every podcast I have that's recorded talks about the value of mentorship for this exact reason. So since we are coming up near the end of this show, I do want to be specific to this specific Thrive event uh, that's coming up in case people have the wherewithal, find their why, realize that your life is worthy of investing in and surrounding yourself with really quality people matters. All of this weekend will do that for you. So give folks a little bit of detail, again, a website that they can go to find out about it, maybe a little bit that, hey, there's levels depending on what to, to what degree you want to invest in. If you can name drop a couple of people that are already signed up uh, and then we'll get ready to wrap this up. Yeah. So in that order, attendthrive.com is the website. That's where you can learn all about it. And like you said, there are levels available from community passes all the way up to inner circle, which is what you did last year, which is the all inclusive full access to everything. Um, and, uh, you know, some of the speakers I talked briefly earlier, we got Jack, Jack Canfield, Luis Ortiz. I'm actually getting on a plane. What is it right now? I'm getting on a plane in eight hours to fly to New York to uh, hang out with Luis Ortiz tomorrow. He's the star of Million Dollar Listing New York. JJ Virgin, John Asraf, Than Merrill, my mentor, whose businesses will do almost $400 million this year. He's going to be there. Ty Lopez, Ali Brown. I mean, it goes on and on. Preston Smiles, Alexi Panos. Uh, we've got um, Adam Braun, the founder of Pencils of Promise, which is a unique 
proponent to um, Thrive is that it's a for-purpose event. And so we're going to be benefiting a nonprofit called Pencils of Promise that was founded by my good friend Adam Braun. Uh, Lewis Howes is coming back. Shaw's coming back. Jordan Harbinger's coming back. That's uh, who I can think of off the top of my head. But there are about 22 speakers um, that are going to be there. And again, it's just three full days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, of bringing some of the names I just mentioned and probably about 10 or so other of just absolute high achievers to show us how to be a high achiever ourselves with the underlying foundational message being don't just go buy stuff, you know, do whatever you want. I would never assume to tell anyone what to do with their money, but the encouragement or the dare to try to make your money matter and say, Hey, now that you're equipped with the skill sets to go out there and kill it in business, kill it in business. But I suggest you try to make your money matter and see how you might find happiness you've never experienced before. And um, we're excited. And what's actually kind of cool, you talk about networking with high caliber people. Still to this day, probably the greatest feedback I've gotten from Thrive is a lot of what you've talked about on this episode, the people that are there. It's a unique person. If any of your listeners love you, which I'm sure they do, which is why they listen, you're the type of person that comes to thrive. They're people who have done well, who are up to big things, who are maybe just starting off in business or maybe making millions of dollars in business. But the one common denominator amongst all of us is we want to make this life matter. And at Thrive, we're going to see how to make enough money to make our money matter or to be a catalyst or a utility in how we make our lives matter. And so it's great people. It's great content. It's in a great location, San Diego, California, in the premier hotel for events. This is where Tony Robbins and Brennan Shard and like all the big dogs host their events in this hotel. So it's a class all the way around. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely important. And I will give you a code where anybody who clicks on attendthrive.com and then at checkout uses your code, they'll get 20% off of their ticket. So that'll make it even that much more affordable. Awesome. And that link will be on the show notes page. So thank you for that, Cole. That will all be down there. So if you're looking online right now, please uh, click on that. Check it out beyond well worth your time and money. So uh, I appreciate you being here. It means a great deal to me. The tagline to this show is inspiring you to make a difference. So obviously, once again, we are incredibly aligned. So as I wrap this up with the same two questions, I ask every single guest uh, for now more than 100 episodes, single best piece of advice no matter if somebody's a millionaire or they're just starting out, if they're, you know, 18 or 65, if you were to give somebody one single best piece of life advice that would apply to anybody, what would that be? Well, we said get a mentor. That's That would probably be my go-to. So I'm going to go past that now. And one of the biggest pieces of advice I was given is if you're going to be thinking anyway, you might as well be thinking big. And if you're going to be working hard anyway, you might as well be working hard for yourself. And so I would just challenge people to work harder and think bigger. And we'll just use Thrive as an example. Last year, people said it would never work. And we had the greatest event anyone had ever been to and almost 500 people showed up and everyone said it wouldn't work, but I thought bigger and worked harder and it worked. So anyway, that would be my next piece of advice besides get a mentor is if you're going to think anyway, think big. And if you're going to work hard, you might as well work hard for yourself. Perfect. And last and final question out of your entire journey through life up until now, what is the one thing you absolutely believe to be true? I believe that we all have a purpose, period. I don't think that we're an accident, regardless if people believe in God or not. I think that each of us are living in time when we're living, where we're living, with the natural born talents we were born with, and the skill sets we've been taught and acquired while we've been here, 
to all come together to be a perfect recipe for the gift or the difference or the change or the responsibility I think we all have in the time that we've been given to make that impact in the world, period. I don't think that anything's more special about Oprah or Tony Robbins than any listener on the show. I just think that they found their purpose and went crazy and pursued it. And I think that every single person matters. They all have those gifts, those talents, and it would be a shame to, like I said earlier, tiptoe through life and arrive at your grave safely without using what you've been given and what you've learned to give the rest of society that gift you were meant to give. Well, I can't imagine anything being better said than that. So folks, if you do believe in Jim Rohn and his quote, you are the sum of the people that you surround yourself with, there truly is not a better event. And I have attended plenty of them in my day. There's just not a better event to go to. So um, I hope to see you there. I know Cole would say the same thing. So you've got a little bit of time. Jump on the links below. We look forward to seeing you out at this year's Thrive. And with that, Cole Hatter, Thank you, as always, for your time, your energy, and your passion. I appreciate it more than you know. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show again. It's been awesome. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast. The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.